In the dark and twisted city of Duskfall, where the smog-choked skies loom overhead and the cobblestone streets echo with the whispers of forgotten secrets, a group of daring scoundrels known as the Undertides is emerging. The city is a sprawling nest of criminal enterprises, corrupt nobility, and supernatural forces, and the Undertides navigate this treacherous landscape with finesse. The Undertides are not bound by the laws of the city, but by their own codes and ambitions. The crew is a group of misfits, each with their own unique skills and backgrounds, coming together to thrive in the shadows. Peacock, a disgraced former bluecoat, now cuts deals for profit with the criminals he used to put away. Snipe prepares meticulously for every job and procures the supplies and gear they need to be successful. Shep, with his goat companion D'Artagnan, find the inns into any score and run security from behind the scenes. Usually, looking at you D'Artagnan. And Owl, the surprisingly talented Whisper, able to deal with any spirits they come across as well as expertly piloting her converted smuggling tugboat, the patchwork trawler which has been put into service as the crew's transportation. Right along with the crew on their adventures in Duskfall, this is Blades in the Dark. Alrighty. So for the ghost door, the Lady Dunville is greatly appreciative of your service during her party. However, it seems that the ghost door, once opened, is not so easily sealed. Uh, she's requesting the assistance of your es expert whisperer to ensure <laughs> that whatever dwells beyond the door to her mansion remains there. I'm the expert. <laughs> Hands on hips. Now, here's the thing. We all heard expert in quotation marks, but expert is not written in quotation marks. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> whatever is found beyond that door is yours to keep, as well as a sizable payment for your assistance. And of course, your discretion is also much appreciated. <laughs> she doesn't know us at all if she thinks Owl is an expert and we're discreet. <laughs> well, she only saw y'all while you were being consummate professional. <laughs> while we were robbing her house? Yeah, I mean, she doesn't know it was you. That robbery was totally unrelated. Someone probably just ran out there while we're trying the coat on or something. Mm, yeah. Totally. You don't necessarily want to talk to the ghosts unless they talk to you. I feel like <laughs> Owl should probably go ahead and study closing doors. <laughs> I never thought to research that subject, but you got a point there. So the good thing is, is that y'all can gather information uh, as kind of like free items to do prior to the um, start of the score itself. Uh, and then, of course, anything that we don't kind of pull in in the gathering information stage can be kind of brought in as a flashback. The gear that y'all are going to need to go through the ghost store is like pretty well known. It's the same type of gear that you would use anytime you would venture beyond the electric gates, which is something that the Deathland scavengers are intimately aware of. Uh, things like uh, kind of like that gas mask that you see in if anyone's ever watched the show Arcane. Similar kind of like hex techie gas mask over your face, goggles to protect your eyes um, and like protective leather coverings. Really, as long as you're covered head to toe, you're you're pretty much in the clear. There's not much else that you need beyond that. To enter into the ghost field. Of course, what dangers lie beyond the ghost field is kind of dependent on 
location within the city, the temperament of the ghosts that you're going to be visiting, as well as a bunch of other potential. Is it kind (laughs) of like the Upside Down, where it's like the same as the city? Yes, I'd say the Upside Down is a little bit more like nature-y, where it's kind of like overgrown with all the like wilderness and stuff. I'd say the ghost field is like if you took another layer of the town and just blurred it and just kind of made it so the spirits of the original town of, of Duskwall basically reside in that parallel city. Which is why sometimes weird things will happen where it's like you'll enter a ghost door and you'll enter a room that no longer exists in the main city, but does exist as an echo of the past kind of situation. Yeah, it's like the city throughout time, sort of. Right. So really, it's whatever part of the city that exists right now, if it wants to be, or it can be what's in the past, or it can be. <laughs> Right, and it just kind of depends on when you step in and where you step in, kind of like what your experience is. Gotcha. So, like, most likely, it'll be similar to mm-hmm. to what it is. Like, right, there was probably a building there. It just might have been a different building. Right, or, like, if there were large-scale renovations that occurred, maybe you go back to a more rundown version of the building, or a... If the buildings become run down, maybe you're back in time to whenever it, this building was in the heyday. Like, you see when the boathouse wasn't a a wreck. <laughs> right, like maybe you see it when this house wasn't a cracked in. Like, you know. So is there any information that y'all want to gather about the ghost store, about the ghost field, anything like that? Um, some of it is common knowledge, right? So I, you don't necessarily have to roll for everything. But anything that might be... Um, might be something that you got to find out, maybe. Required so I think Peacock would probably be up for trying to get, um, do some work looking into previous buildings at that location. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. look at some old blueprints. Let's see how far back has that building establishment been there? What else was it used for? Was it always a private residence? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'd say straight off the that you know that the district that this place is located in, which is the Six Towers district, um, is run down, far flung from the glories of its heyday, basically. Um, And which is kind of like the vibe that a lot of these um, rich folks are going for. Um, (laughs) So the Six Towers district, even though the um, Dunville Manor may have been here for a really, really long time, is decrepit compared to its heyday. Uh, Whether or not it's like built on top of another building or anything like that, I think might be something that you'll need to roll for or just to see if you can find out. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm down for rolling. Yeah, and I think you could probably do that with, like, a a fortune roll, doing something like study if you're kind of looking through documents, or consort if you're trying to, like, talk to a local historian and be like, oh, I'm so interested in the Six Towers. And then, of course, there's always, like, the haunted tours that that Duskwall is so known for, chocked full of tourists that go through Six Towers every once in a while. 
six study noise. Yeah. So six towers is kind of one of the original districts of Duskwall. So it has a long and varied history all the way back to when Duskwall was just like a simple fishing village uh, in the middle of nowhere on the outskirts of Imperial location. Um, so you know for beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's likely that this mansion that Lady Dunville now calls her own has been torn down, rebuilt, burnt down, rebuilt, you know, dozens of times probably in the course of its history. All right, so there could be literally anything in it. That door could be into any one of those versions of Right, it could be anywhere from a, a small fishing hamlet to, like, a governor estate, almost. Okay, okay, okay. Because the Dunvilles are a very storied house. Um, they they kind of trace their ancestry back to the, like, founding of the Empire, almost. I... How long of a history does our city have? Duskwall is pretty old. About four months. <laughs> right around two years. <laughs> uh, let me see. I know on the, uh, it, I think it's like a thousand years, something like that. But I'll check. Yeah, it's, it's something like the apocalypse happened a thousand years ago. So this city's probably even older than that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, 160 years pre cladic Cataclysm, uh, Duskwall was established as an old mining and fishing settlement. And so 160 years passed, and then another 800 to the present day. So it's about a thousand years. I hit the nail right on the head, a thousand years. <laughs> so what year is it? Uh, it's 847 of the Imperial Era. So really. We started before time. <laughs> Any other questions about ghost stores in general, the area in specific? Um, yeah, none of the skills really match up with book learning mm -hmm. about the. I mean, is it like common knowledge what to expect on the other side? Weird. I'd, I'd say the the daily citizen in Duskwall is not going to um, oh whoops is almost going to never interact with a ghost store on their day to day basis. Um, people who, in fact, most of the time it's almost impossible to stumble into one unless you have a ghost key and you go ghost door hunting. Um, but anyone, if you like, believe the old wives' tales. Talk about like the madness of cities stacked upon cities um, that, you know, ghosts running about their day to day lives as if they never died. Um, doorways to a past unseen and a history unknown. And like, you know, it gets weird in there. OK, so the answer to that is no, we really don't know, which means my question is, mm -hmm. why aren't we just going to lock the door and walk away? Why are we going in? Because the stuff in there could be really neat. Also, all the objects from the past 
can be materialized and you can just take them. That That's an option too, I guess. But, you know, all the stuff. Really neat. <laughs> it's a uh, reward with no risk. I like it. Um, right? Like, the, you can only win in this situation. <laughs> the Let's go. <laughs> issue with not being able to lock it basically from the outside, like, you can't lock the ghost door the same day way that it was opened, right? So the reason why uh, the Lady Dunville is asking for your assistance, presumably, is because there is something that needs to be done on the other side of the ghost door to allow it to be locked. We have to go calm some spirits or something. Mm-hmm. Potentially, potentially. In there. <laughs> you know, it could be a lot of different things. But what's important <laughs> is that we have fun. What's important is that we're all friends. <laughs> the real and, ghost store was the friends we made along the way. And as long as no one gets electrocuted to death, I'm calling this a win. Sure as long as no one gets trapped in the ghost realm. I get trapped in the ghost realm. Like, I volunteer. Fuck. I'll find my way out eventually. I'm going to ride D'Artagnan out of this ghost door. That is an option now. I don't know if we should bring D'Artagnan. I mean, he might get possessed. He's just going to show up now he's that he's, a, <laughs> he's, he's a ghost goat. He could possess someone. I don't think we can stop him. In fact, I, think <laughs> I don't think anyone can stop him. Will. Like, <laughs> okay, anyway, moving on. But I assume we're discussing some of this as a team, and we're all, like, listening to Owl prepare us for what what we should do, what, what don't we touch, um, how do we know what we can take, like... She's gonna. <laughs> I was gonna like get markers and like draw X's on each of your foreheads. She's like, just in case there's like a ghost switcheroo, we want to make sure we can recognize each other. Mm-hmm. So, big fat X over each of their foreheads, <laughs> just right in the dead center of their class mass. Just ghost switcheroo. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Z- Zoink Shaggy. <laughs> Wildly dangerous. I like the idea of Owl cause- calling possession a ghost switcheroo. <laughs> this wildly unserious about a very dangerous situation. That's how she's been the whole time. So it sounds to me like we have an idea of what we're doing. It it sounds to me like the plan is a cult in nature, since you're engaging a supernatural power. Uh, and the arcane method is the ghost door that y'all have opened up here with uh, Owl's previous ghost key. Uh, so all I need to know is y'all's loadout. What are y'all kitted out with? Uh, I think Owl already mentioned that she's going heavy. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. Heavy, heavy. Um, and really, there's not a penalty to going heavy this time um it just may be that uh if you're called upon to make a hasty retreat all your equipment might some of it might need to be sacrificed in order to be hastier she, she's just decked out and like equipment she's got a big backpack on <laughs> um i backpack think she's going to go normal because <laughs> she doesn't uh, I don't know how to prepare for this. I have granola bars <laughs> and waters in my back pocket. <laughs> We're ready. I'm going to go heavy, but it's not like that it's all on me. I'm like equipping <laughs> D'Artagnan, kind of like a pack mule. I'm like, ooh, you know, we should try putting this here. Did you make like, him a little special spirit mask? <laughs> yeah, <give> him- <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. He's already got a just as a rebreather. <laughs> I mean, if he already has a spirit form, he shouldn't need a spirit mask. I think you'll like it. <laughs> so I think uh, going in here I like sin people. I think I'm heavy as well. Going heavy. All right, heavy, 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 and, and normal. Snipe approves of everyone actually trying to be prepared. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Let me check to see if Shep does have any your spirit bane charm. I mean, you know. I feel like that's the type of thing that doesn't actually really help. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't get me. I, I have my spirit bane charm. I, I have a crucifix. Dab. <laughs> you just wait till it saves me. <laughs> oh, those spirit bane charms come in handy. Um, some people swear by them. Other people, not so much. Alrighty, and it sounds to me like we are doing an engagement roll. So we get one die for sheer luck, uh, one die for being particularly bold or daring. Uh, I don't think this operation is particularly complex. Uh, it doesn't expose a vulnerability or attack a target when it's hard at its hardest. Um, are there any friends or contacts able to provide insight for this operation? Um, not for me. You know, I could just pop a quick message to, you know, uh, Skurlock. It's Skurlock. And then be like, hey, you know, you you seem pretty knowledgeable in these things. Have you ever been through a ghost store? You know what, actually, I would probably contact mine, uh, as well. So, Mm -hmm. Just to be like, hey, you ever fought a ghost? <laughs> Wait, is this uh, your cousin that used to build doorknobs for ghost doors? No, it's actually, it's, actually it's she contact. married my cousin. Celine <laughs> is cousin by law, but not by blood. <laughs> uh, She's in this family voluntarily. <laughs> yeah, I think Celine has had to like fight off ghosts that are going after a client. Um, and so, yeah, Celine basically lets you know that if you're ever going to be getting down and dirty with a ghost, that you have to have a whisper on your side, basically. Uh, if you do have any electroplasm, anything that that's go-to, um, normal weapons and, like, normal punches are very minorly effective against ghosts, and uh, the stronger ghosts sometimes are not effective at all. And I think she just kind of gives you a rundown of like what ghost combat does, like how they kind of like ne- don't they don't necessarily always hurt you physically, but they'll like sap away at your will. And he's like remembering back not long ago when that's exactly <laughs> what happened to the two of us, and it was like, yeah, that's what that was. That <laughs> let's, don't, let's don't do that again. <laughs> Uh, and Owl, you're going to reach out to Skurlock to see if uh, he has any advice for you about the weird. I like how you've clicked off everything in your, in your inventory preemptively. Um, <laughs> everything. Everything. Um, yeah, I think Skurlock basically gives you the advice of like don't get in over your head don't be overconfident if something seems too good to be true in the ghost in like the 
uh, spirit realm, it's because it is. Um, don't talk to anyone. And then whenever you like begin writing notes of <laughs> that, you're definitely going to talk to someone. He's like, look at me. Don't talk to anyone. <laughs> Could I listen? Mm-hmm. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Spend no more time in that realm than you must. Like, giving you, like, the the PowerPoint presentation, and you're like, oh, but I don't want to listen, though. <laughs> She's like, but I know I can't talk to the goats, but can I listen to them? Is that an option? <laughs> Can I write down the stuff they say? Because that's kind of my thing. It's like my big deal. It's like my big deal. (laughs) He's like, no. He's like, absolutely not. And okay, and I'm going to tick one off for the uh, tier advantage that the ghost zone has over y'all. So that is two dice that y'all get to roll as part of your engagement roll. Um. The ghost zone is inhospitable to the most well-prepared as well as the least prepared. Um, but who wants to roll that engagement roll? I don't think I've ever rolled one. Get it, Steve. Six. That is very good. So you all find yourself into a controlled situation as you step from the uh, real world into the ghost field. And as y'all kind of make that first step into the ghost field, I'm imagining Owl kind of being the first one through. <laughs> now, I I do see Avery physically vibrating in excitement. <laughs> and I'm imagining Owl is much the same. Just like barely contained glee. <laughs> oh, dangerous. Like, you don't see her smile, but she's just like, Doing a little shake. <laughs> She's like, you can't see her smiling underneath the rebreather, but you know it's there. <laughs> She's finally paying attention to something kind happening. Like the SpongeBob, like I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh man, <laughs> I've never been more ready for anything in my entire life. <laughs> and uh, Owl kind of takes her first step into the ghost field, and it's almost like stepping into like a filtered lens over your vision. You know how there's a like running joke where you just make something slightly yellower and all of a sudden it's Mexico? Yeah. Like like it's kind of like that only blue. It's like everything's blue shifted oh, ever so, like so the Ozarks. Yeah, so now we're in the Ozarks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're in mountain land. Everything is slightly bluer. Um so everything gets kind of shifted back into the blue. Um and I I I think that kind of as owl stepping through you do see like this picturesque version of the mansion that you've just kind of stepped from and into like this grandiose ballroom with extravagant lights and like grand paintings and um basically picturesque version of this mansion um in its heyday even perhaps before it was in the form that it's currently in um, that maybe this was the the governor's mansion that Mark had kind or not Mark but that Peacock had kind of discussed previously, or like the domicile of a major noble and no longer a mobile a noble's cousin's summer home that they use for parties. I think uh, Snipe might be the last one through. 
And he's kind of looking. Chef is just kind of like looking around. He's like, man, this place is fancy. And I think when Shep steps through with like kind of D'Artagnan at their side, everything's like blue shifted, right? But like D'Artagnan, even more so than usual, it's like he's in his ghost form here, kind of like when he doesn't have legs anymore, he's just kind of floating where at the same height where his legs would be. And there's just kind of an amorphous mist underneath him. <laughs> and he just kind of like shifts forward without moving his arms or legs. I guess they're all legs without moving his hooves. He just look and I'm like, dude, you're floating. Dude. <laughs> Bro. Titanian just island, just straight eye just <laughs> is <laughs> what Snipe was going to look for is is like Flint watching the door while we're in here like is anyone watching the door while we're in here is someone just going to walk us in because we're not paying attention that doesn't seem to be the case um, whenever y'all stepped into the domicile we kind of fast forwarded through this but Y'all were welcomed into the home by, like, on-site butler staff. It doesn't look like Lady Dunville is here in the moment. She's probably at her main home. Um, Y'all were kind of welcomed in by a much older butler who kind of just escorted you to the door. You didn't see Flint on your way in. Um, Even though Peacock (laughs) or Owl did mention y'all. He's probably bum-rushing it to the mansion (laughs) as we speak. Fashionably late. So Snipe is just kind of, like, checking behind us, like, okay, bye-bye, world, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not that he doesn't trust the information we were given. Mm-hmm. He's just real skeptical of every story he's ever heard about the outside world. Valid. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the the old butler kind of, like... He closes the door again, like, as y'all step through, but he can't lock it from his side, or at least any of the tools that you've seen him have doesn't have, doesn't suggest that he has anything that could lock it from his side. Now, I have Ghost Mind, so how mm-hmm. how badly is her radar going off right now? Like, there's always a, like, small pinging in your mind of, like, spiritual entities and supernatural entities around you. Is it like that thing? It's a deeply haunted city. Is it like that thing with the compass where it usually points one way, but now it's, like, spinning around (laughs) wildly? (laughs) It's like in Chernobyl whenever they were like, oh, the reading says 3.8 Scoble, and it's like, there's millions of it. The radar just only goes to 3.8. <laughs> like, like it's everywhere. Like, to the point where it's, like, you just kind of have to, like, shut out the noise um, by virtue of the fact that you are in the the zone, so to speak. Uh, and then, obviously, there's, like, more powerful ghosts that ping stronger that are harder to kind of, like, force out of the periphery of your mind. But you're a practiced um, whisper. I keep on wanting to say you're a practiced peacock, and that's not the same. <laughs> you're a practiced whisper, and so you've had years of experience of shutting out the voices. She's Should she's looking around at all the 
all the neat stuff that wasn't there before, and she's just like, (gasps) 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 (laughs) All right, before you start running off, (laughs) okay, let's let's talk about what actually needs to be done. You are the closest thing we have to a guide. Okay. Um, Rule number one: Don't talk to anything. Does that include you? Uh, if you see two of me, don't talk to either of me. Unless I'm the one with the X, remember? And then she's, like, pointing to her mask. <laughs> Number two, uh, uh, don't stay longer than we have to. She's just, like, quoting Skrlock at this point. Going back a couple of pages in the uh, notebook. <laughs> don't stay longer than we have to. Um... As for our goal here, we kind of have to, I kind of have to feel this place out and figure out what needs to be done. And she's like, you can hear the smile in her face. (laughs) Hey, we got to have to figure out what needs to be done. And that. It feels like that's directly at odds (laughs) with goal number one of not staying here longer than we have to. Well, but we're going to trust what, you. Yeah, whatever's stopping the door should be rather obvious. Um, it could be a spooky ghost. It could be a demon. It could be a doorstop. Who knows? <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm really excited to figure this out. Shep just kind of looks to see if there's a doorstop right there. <laughs> there is not. It's a ghost. <laughs> smart to check. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, Owl, as you kind of say, like, I need to feel thing, these things out, I think that might be a good opportunity for us to make our first roll here. Um, and, and a tune check? Think in a tune check. I have three in a tune. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's I see. I roll three twos. Roll. <laughs> you uh, get your 3d6. Um, as per the usual, you're in a controlled environment. I'd say um, standard effect. Um, your your ghost mind does help you kind of with the situation, as does your spirit mask kind of blocks out some of the. Um, so I get stimulating. one bonus die or two bonus die? Uh, no bonus die. Okay. <laughs> I am gathering information about the supernatural. Mm-hmm. But gathering information is a specific role. Fuck. <laughs> the gather info. Okay. <laughs> Off to the side. <laughs> well, I succeed, kind of. <laughs> a four, a one, and a five. Go ahead and open up. I don't want to create a new document. I want to open documents that I already have. So while Josh is looking for this information, off to the side. Uh, you'll see Peacock walk up to Snipe. I can't believe you got me into this shit. How is it that you found the two weirdest, absolutely weirdest people in a city full of weird people? Some might say I found three, but... I would say that... (laughs) Speak about yourself in the third person. It's unbecoming. You know, I I didn't necessarily pick her because of this. You know, she was a good driver. We might need a getaway. 
honestly, she's turned out to be pretty useful, and hopefully that doesn't stop, because I do not like this. <laughs> I don't like being here. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Well, I imagine yeah. we're going to find out pretty quick if she's nearly as good as she is odd. Oh, that's... One can only hope. I don't what know a that good those, line. I don't know that those <laughs> bars raise at the same level. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, with a four or a five, you succeed, but there's a spicy little consequence. I would say that this time you succeed, however, there's a reduced effect. Instead of the effect being standard, um, it is limited. And I think... What it is, is you kind of feel as you're kind of like reaching out to the attunement of the ghost field, kind of like trying to get a feel for your immediate environment. You do feel that there is something at play that is reducing your ability to interact with the ghost field in as intense a way as you are used to. Um whether that thing is malevolent or protective of you is not something that I think you might be able to understand in this moment. So it's it's kind of like a 50-50. This thing is either protecting you from your own hubris or actively antagonistic towards you and wants to see you fail. Um, <laughs> but you do kind of feel a little bit of that uh, reduction in your ability to kind of feel out the exact space, but you do succeed. Um, and you can tell that it's not just a a doorstop that's keeping the immediate closure of the door from occurring. There is a force that's keeping the door open, um, whether that's an object here in the manor or a ghost with a very powerful will would need a little bit more sussing out, a little bit ex more exploration. But there is definitely something at play larger than the regular comings and goings of a Duskwall ghost door. Now, hear me out. We should go this way. And then she just <laughs> points in a direction. <laughs> no, he this is very Ghostbusters. Listen, you smell that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear it? Do you feel the winds of change? <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as she points a direction... Um, Peacock is going to immediately start walking in that direction. Perfect. Peacock Remember, immediately. Don't talk. And unless Zip. I say so, don't touch. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we're we're here to gather things. We have to touch. I was promised loot. Well, I'll tell you which things you can touch. You don't want to get like, you know, the you know, Necrosis D'Artagnan, on your fucking finger. <laughs> D'Artagnan, like, actively... No. <laughs> just a mouthful of apple at a dining table. Just like, no! <laughs> D'Artagnan, no! <laughs> Mouth completely full, like, looking at you. Like, <laughs> Why is it my entire life people have been telling me to, what I can and can't touch? D'Artagnan just has a mouthful of ghost grapes. Just... <laughs> Peacock is just screaming okay? with his eyes at everyone <laughs> without saying anything. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, is that, is that go then. Let's see what direction that uh, owl will put you in. Well, uh, she's just, she just, 
she needs to like explore, but she doesn't mm-hmm. want to tell those guys because they seem very nervous. So she's like, I have fake confidence that mm-hmm. way. It's <laughs> definitely this direction. Roll me through. She doesn't want grand... to stay here as long as possible. <laughs> in the grand scheme of this big mansion we're in, like, are you taking us to the kitchen? Are you taking us towards an obvious thing? To the bathroom. It's always the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> gotta cover your bases. You gotta know where the bathroom is. <laughs> Owl kind of, like, points, like, we're definitely going in this direction, and she kind of, like, begins stepping forward um, with all of the confidence in the world, followed, or following quickly Peacock, who's leading. Um, and Peacock, you kind of throw the door open, and you see you were in this kind of large and pristine ballroom, and now as you kind of step through this door in the um, on the other side of things, uh, you kind of step into this large, like, kitchen kind of, like, wombo combo, like, servant's breakfast nook, um, where there's, like, this large, large grill and everything kind of interior, which is kind of unheard of for the time, like a large interior kitchen because of the dangers of burning down your entire house. Um, but these guys got, fuck you, I have a kitchen in my house money, it seems. Um, just an expansive array of, like, culinary delights, the likes of which you have never seen. Like, I, I know we kind of harp on this a little bit in Duskwall. Most of you are used to a diet of mushroom and eel soup, right? Like, that's kind of the go-to delicacy even of the poor of the working poor in Duskwall these are like a variety of cakes and fruits and vegetables and delicacies and delights and pastries and confections and like real bird meat more than just the pigeons that make themselves home like this is a big bird so it's reasonable to believe that we have appeared in a version of this building that is pre-cataclysm that is likely i'd say you wouldn't even need to like make a study roll for that like your the version of the city that you find yourself in is one before things became as run down as they are so there actually was a a cataclysm i didn't actually okay (laughs) that was the thing that made the sun die yeah the ghost field ripped open and that's when it all became haunted well, we can see who slept through history class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hasn't it always been like this? <laughs> I mean, it has for a thousand years. Yeah. It's for rich people. You know, I sometimes theorize that it's not actually eaten, but it's just a really dark cloud over the whole thing. Big old cloud. Just over the whole mess. Let's, let, let's get this ghost compass going. Okay, hang on. <clears throat> all right so you're attempting to attune to the environment of the kitchen is what it sounds like to me i'd say go ahead and make that a tune roll okay risky standard controlled you started off in a pretty controlled environment i'd say we're probably still in a controlled situation here and standard? Mm-hmm. Another five, baby. 
Uh, as Owl's kind of getting attuned to the room, like uh, some of the things that were a little bit kind of out of focus, looking almost imperceptible, become a little bit more clear. They're still like blue shifted, but they're less like foggy and phasey. Um, the like ghost grapes that D'Artagnan had like picked up and started chewing on, beca- like get an actual form, and you hear like the crunch of like twig of part of like the olive or not the olive vine, but the grape vine that it was on, and like the juice just kind of like becomes more real. Um, the like confectionaries kind of get a little bit more dense, a little bit more volume and kind of like sink into the plate. And like all of a sudden your noses are filled with the sense of like meats and spices and sweets. Um, and you hear this like ever so faint, like as this like apparitionally figure, this very, very like, plump woman in like a maid's getup of time immemorial essentially is like flitting back and forth in the midst of the kitchen um singing a a jaunty happy tune as things are getting placed into the oven as things are getting prepared um she kind of like pulls the set of grapes out of d'artagnan's mouth and goes tut tut no appetizers before the appetizers my dear Oh. <laughs> what do I see on D'Artagnan's face? D'Artagnan's disappointed that he had the grapes <laughs> ripped out of his mouth. He's probably just looking at, like, in shock. He's like... <laughs> like, mouth agape, just the same, like, forward oh, eyes. Um, How dare you. So, dare uh... I'm the goat. Owl was gonna discreetly take out her notebook. <laughs> la da dee, la da do. <laughs> and then, and then the spirit start drawing like a very, very, very rough interpretation of the maid outfit. I would like to walk up behind her, mm-hmm. flick her in the back of the ear, and say, like, "Focus." <laughs> I thought you were talking about the maid for a second. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was the maid too. I was like, <laughs> I thought it was the maid also. <laughs> no, no, he, he walks up behind the Owl and flicks her in the ear. Like so much for the rules. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm putting it down. Uh, and so with a a five, once again, you're in a controlled situation. I'd say it's not necessarily that you have a reduced effect, but you're in a bit of a riskier position than you were previously. Um, there's a fully fledged, fully formed ghost kind of like engaging in their activity in front of you, and while they're distracted with their uh, personal comings and goings, um, attuning to the ghost field in this area is, of course, more dangerous now that there is a physical presence here. Um, it feels like as you're attuning to things in this location, they're becoming more clear, becoming more real. Um, in Real in quotation marks, as real as anything here gets. Um, and... I'd say with that attune roll, you don't get the impression that whatever is keeping the ghost door open is here. Um, but I would think that with an attune roll, you can feel that there is something in this immediate area that has physical form that you can take back with you into the manor of Dunville. Could it be like a cooking pot? Or... Do I know where it is? 
you you can kind of like get a feeling for like what it is like i'd say with that a two and roll four five and three um it's not actually a cooking pot at all but it is a platter made entirely out of silver like carefully inlaid like little handles and a plate of uh steaming cookies atop them remembering scurlock's words of if it seems too good to be true it usually is (laughs) he Um, did say that so now she's like carefully looking at the silver (laughs) platter and Mm -hmm. looking at the maid Mm -hmm. you wouldn't need to like make any form of appraisal you know that a platter of this like quality and kind and antiqueness is almost definitely good for at least a coin or two to the right buyer. And especially if it's like an antiquarian, maybe even more. She's going to look at a a snipe. How good are your fingers? (laughs) (laughs) Do you even ask? Depends who you're asking, baby. (laughs) I think... She'd be okay with us taking the bladder, just not the cookies. So if you just slide the bladder with, and leave the cookies, then I'll be good. Also, like, bladder's worth a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I disagree with your entire assessment. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so taking that bladder. I think she'd but be leave offended. Leave the cookies. <laughs> no. I think she'd be offended if we dumped the cookies. Did you see how she took the grapes out of D'Artagnan's mouth? She clearly doesn't want us to eat yet. She might think we're like guests that try to want to get the food. If we don't take the food, then she won't get mad. Can I overhear what they're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Definitely. We're, talk- we're talking Speaking very loud. He's just like, hey, ma'am, can I have a cookie? Damn, I was going to ask her. But did you, what did I just fucking say about not talking to anyone? One of the cardinal rules immediately violated. <laughs> Peacock immediately smacks him in the back of the head. <laughs> did I What's roll? done? <laughs> What's done is done. Skirmish. Um, yeah. Make me like some sort of communication role. This mm-hmm. is risky. Um, well, yeah. risky. Okay. It's definitely a risky kind of conversation that you're having here. And I just kind of want to see the like initial response to her um to to your request. No, I get it. Asking for <laughs> just is... hey, can we take a cookie? Smash <laughs> <laughs> Is it a, it's being a, a consort role? Or consort? You're, you're kinda of talking to her like you were a friend, kinda of like, hey ma'am, like you know. And it's risky. Cookie? Definitely and risk. Effect is standard. I'd say standard, yeah. And bonus dice is three. <laughs> bonus dice is zero. Unless you want to push yourself, can then I, you can, can take I some stress. Him? If I can assist him by holding up the tray of cookies for him to, if she says yes. Uh, that way so I'm you're kind of like already that, holding the tray presenting wise. Yes, so when I turn around to walk away, I'll still have the tray. I'd say, yeah. Steve, go ahead. Or not Steve, but Snipe, go ahead and take one stress to assist Shep here and get that plus one bonus die. Fundamentally not helping this. (laughs) He beat me. principle. (laughs) He beat me to asking her by about two seconds. Yeah, he wanted to ask her too, so. (laughs) 
bon- okay, so I'll take one bonus die. And okay, okay, five two. Okay, so there's a this. Uh, let me see here. What is she early do? for dinner? <laughs> I'm sorry, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> as she's like kind of humming a back and forth, and you say like, "Excuse me, ma'am, can I? Can we have a cookie?" Uh, you kind of ask her, you know, ma'am, may we have a cookie? And as she's, like, singing, she's, like, holding a little muffin tray, and she just goes, ah! <laughs> just immediately throws the muffins, like, in the air. Um, These kind of, like, spectral muffins just, they don't come back down, they just float back up into the ceiling. <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> oh. Young man, you nearly gave me a palpitation. She kind of like turns around and kind of like regards you. Now, young sir, of course, we haven't had dinner. You'd ruin your appetite with dessert first, but why don't we be a little bad? And she kind of like plucks one of the cookies off of Steve's or off of Snipe's tray and kind of holds it out for you. Young gentle sir, if you would like, by all means, partake of my cookies. Owl is shaking her head. <laughs> Sorry about the muffins. She kind of like looks up and she goes, oh, it's fine. I'll just have to go through another batch. More flour, more sugar, lots of love. Anyway, she kind of like stretches. Oh. I swear I slave over this oven day in, day out, and does any appreciate anyone appreciate my treats? Not for well, years. Oh my god, it's amazing! This no, cookie no. is amazing. <laughs> 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 You're just like <laughs> mouthful of cookies. <laughs> it's probably one of the only cookies you've ever had like, in your life. He's <laughs> like flour. Like you're like, what is this? Sugar. And you just, like mount on, and you're like. <laughs> just see, <laughs> you see Shep's bo- ah! ghost physically come out of his body. <laughs> I, I turn into a ghost. <laughs> um, we don't have these where we're from. Peacock uh, okay. is ghost white staring daggers. <laughs> like, like, fucking else, like, waving her hands, like, <laughs> All right, I am going to start a four-tick clock. Um, I'm not going to name it yet, but I am going to put in a tick. Time to get out of here. <laughs> I can name it. It's called Dumb Shit You Ain't Supposed to Do. <laughs> Snipe? It, is there another exit from where we came in? Or was there only uh, the one door? There's the kind of like main door that leads into the main ballroom area, and then there are uh, there's a door out back, and you see like kind of as you look to the kind of windows behind the kitchen, it's almost like there's a drop off where like <laughs> the rest of it leads into like an abyss. Oh, we're gonna go back out the way we came in. Um, <laughs> Snipe is going to turn and almost fake putting the tray down and finesse 
sneak walk his way out of the kitchen with the tray of cookies. By all means. Uh, I'd say, yeah, finesse makes sense here. If you're trying to kind of pull oh, one wait, over uh, on her. Would Prowl be better? Prowl is like sneaking and finesse is like sleight of hand. Um, it just kind of mean like which one that you want to kind of lean into. I'd say if you prowl, there'd be like lesser effect. Um, but yeah, if I, you... I, I think finesse is more what I want. I'm just better at prowl, but I'll go with finesse. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfect. Perfect. And it's two to push yourself. Yes. Two it's... stress to push yourself. One stress for a team member to help you. I feel like I was helping him when I continued <laughs> to talk to her. <laughs> Just continue to chat. Yeah, I, well, I think even chatting with her in the first place and being like, oh, sorry about the muffins and all that crap was almost like <laughs> an excuse to get chance. Snipe out of there. Yeah, so I might just take the. It's like one stress. Yeah, one stress. Sure. One stress to assist. Cool. Um, I assume risky mm-hmm. or standard. Yes. Misty standard, one bonus dice, one shot. Ooh, one three. So that is Good a enough. failure. Uh, Trips a over a ghost muffin. Um, you kind of begin to step away, um, and as you kind of begin to like turn to make your little escape, she kind of reaches out and yoinks the tray out of your hand and goes, tut, tut, tut. Not time to serve the cookies yet, my dear. I'm afraid it's appetizers first. And she, like, hands you this massive charcuterie board of just, like, (laughs) almost, like, eight feet long and, like, four feet wide on this gigantic piece of, like, marbled, (laughs) like, tray. And she just kind of drops it into your hands. Okay. And you're just, like, almost crushed under the weight of it. You're like, (laughs) And so she, she swaps out his good valuable tray for this giant other tray. Chunk and, of marble that's not going to go back through the ghost door. And he's just going to say, of course you're right, and stagger out the door with it. Now you see everything in steps. We we can be a little bit bad here behind the kitchen, but they can't know about it out in the hall. Another he's going to go out, <laughs> go out and find the first follow, place to... Yeah, I'll closely follow him. Be like... Listen, 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 listen. This might be a good chance to see how people lived. So if you keep the board and just kind of walk through, we could use it as a as a disguise. Did you want to hold the other end of this then? Yes, and then we she'll just like hold the other end. <laughs> we won't stick out at all with a giant marble like. Snake's not built for carrying heavy shit. You kind of step out of the kitchen back into like that main ballroom dining area that you stepped out from, and you notice that the dining room's changed. Like before, there was kind of like this empty, large ballroom that you were kind of standing in, and now you see there is a massive table just kind of sitting in the middle of the room that is like carefully manicured, each dish specifically where it is supposed to be, about a half dozen forks, three distinct spoons. Four different cups for various imbibements. And you see there are like kind of apparitious 
individuals sitting in various seats, like one at the head of the table, a couple of others, other place. Uh, and you'll notice, I'd say, Owl notices kind of immediately as y'all are kind of walking out with the charcuterie board that one head of the table is kind of sitting down and the other one is missing. Sorry, one head of the table is sitting down and the other one's missing? Right, like a large rectangular table. One head is kind of sitting there, but you can't really see their form. Everyone kind of looks more like a misty blur. And then on the other side, there's not an apparition on the other end of the table. But there's like about a half dozen or so total individuals. Like not an apparition as in nothing there or an actual guy? Nothing there. So one side has an apparition, one side has nothing, has an empty chair. I will, while I'm carrying this charcuterie board, I will attempt to tune to this new scene to see if I can get a clearer picture of what's going down. Gotcha, gotcha. You are in a risky position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, Shep, did you leave the kitchen with the rest of your group, or are you continuing to speak <laughs> with the chef in the back? That depends on... How depends on how Peacock's good at wrangling <laughs> children. Peacock? <laughs> that's, that's completely dependent on Peacock, not on Shep. <laughs> uh, if... <clears throat> If the other two are leaving with the giant board of meat and cheese, then I think um, due to a complete lack of trust, Peacock is going to be immediately grabbing Shep uh, by the shoulders and pushing him behind them. <laughs> you see the uh, the chef has like begun taking out like kitchen implements and knives, like cutting up a bit of a salad and like tossing the extra loose leaf greens like right at D'Artagnan, who's just smacking him up. He's right on the midair. Mm-hmm. It's like the videos of the dogs eating shredded cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's like the anytime you've ever dropped something in front of your dog and it is consumed before you've even realized it's been dropped. Like you're like ah. Yeah, the the only thing stopping Snipe from eating things off this tray is the fact that he has to use both hands to hold the tray. <laughs> yeah. Can I he, do may, my... he may be leaning into it a little bit for some mm-hmm. snacks. Can I do my attune roll now? By all means. Is it a standard effect? Yes. I don't right. think uh, anyone can help me out on this. Um, someone can. On this really, one, I'll you. use my foresight for a free assist. <gasps> all right. Buddy! How Thank did um, Peacock foresee this situation? I mean, obviously, it's part of the plan. It's spiraled <laughs> terribly out of control. <laughs> it hasn't spiraled yet. It's spiraling. It hasn't spiraled. <laughs> no fault. I think what no will happen is he'll come up beside her as she's getting ready to set down yeah. this thing, kind of take the weight, put his hand on his shoulder, and just give her the look of, let's get this shit out of here. <laughs> No bonus die or a one bonus die from uh, Mr. Peacock assisting okay. you. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> four, 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 four. Man, I'll roll a six eventually, guys. I swear. You know. I don't know. That looked like two point four. We're repeating. We haven't rolled so. a six since the engagement. <laughs> we love it. 
Uh, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. I'm going to tick the clock again. The mystery okay. clock. You guys remember how well that last job went? <laughs> well, okay. This could have this could be going a lot worse. We could have already entered a desperate situation and said we're spiraling. Emphasis on the ing. <laughs> Active, not past tense. <laughs> Actively spiraling, which means we still have a chance to mosey our way on out of here. Uh, the scene kind of solidifies in front of you. Uh, the plates are given their like weight again. The uh, everything in the room kind of like comes a bit more into focus as the various apparitions begin to like gain features. And you see the person that is at the head of the table uh, is a young woman in like very aristocratic gear, a getup. Um, and she's kind of like sitting there languidly and boredly as these other like four or five noble persons like chitter amongst themselves. Uh, like one of those like larger older gentlemen is like women's suffrage. I suffer enough for all of us. Like, like just really dated views. Totally. <laughs> Uh, I know where this is going. <laughs> Just the dated views of an aristocrat. It's like, well, women would be so much happier if they would just... It's just like, a, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Um, and so... Uh, I have the... nothing against Argonians. Some of my <laughs> best slaves were Argonians. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing out. wrong with the devil people, all right? I don't... I don't... And that's just what you people do. And I mean the royal you. <laughs> when I say you people, of course, I don't mean you people, but I mean your people. <laughs> the royal you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. If there was a Severosi here, you can. Ad <laughs> it's a bunch of Akarosi individuals, so you know that that would definitely be said. Um, uh, <laughs> It's a good bit. Um, one of the uh, nobles snaps their fingers at you, like at at you, not to you. Skov, my cup runneth empty. Um, your your race is Scovlin, um, and so Me? yes, yeah. you. <laughs> uh, so Scovlins have, oh, even though they're the people who like founded the city of Duskwall, this is a little fun history moment, a little history of racism Yay! here. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though the the like Scovlin people were the ones that kind of founded the city of Duskwall, um, for a long time they have not been the people in charge of Duskwall. Um, a thousand years, <laughs> about eight hundred years or so. Um, back when the immortal emperor took over the residing area. And basically, it was captured for the empire in a war. A bunch of Akarosi nobles moved in, yada, yada, yada. Um, Skovs or Scovlanders, depending on what you're saying in the given moment, is not necessarily like a racist term. Like, it's accurate, but it's dated and kind of dismissive right scovs is is the 
less nice way of saying like a person from Scovland or a Scovlander. Um, so that that's a fun little thing there. And you know, with you being a conquered people group, Scovlanders are not generally welcome in Duskwall. Sometimes you're kind of considered like an immigrant class almost. Okay. Um. Well, being that she hangs out with ghosts on the regular, so she's not she's not unfamiliar with racist comments. She just kind of like looks to the charcuterie board and 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 or the table and looks around for like a wine glass thing. Yeah, you kind of uh, actually. How studied is Owl in the type of liqueur that someone would be consuming? before even the appetizers are out. You know, she might have written it down somewhere. Some ghosts might have been really interested in specific types of liqueur (laughs) given on specific evenings. (laughs) She knows Scurlock. She might know something. Do you want to make a little little fortune study roll to see if you can pick out the right alcohol that they have in front of them? Because Uh, they have, like, a bunch of, like, different wines and everything kind of decanting in their little fancy decanters here is it just a one dice thing uh it would be a study roll so whatever how many dice you have in study uh oh a one and is this a risky situation uh no this is a fortune roll this is this is like anything that you'll need to like like, okay if if you pick out the wrong one there might be consequences well no he's probably just gonna berate you we'll see (laughs) we'll see how Uh, what the roll uh, so just Number of dice one. Um, okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Alrighty, that is a six. <laughs> Finally, Owl knows exactly she knows her what beans. kind of drink that would be taken as an aperitif. She's um, like, she knows oh that, man, right? Skurlock told me about this. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> you know why she knows what she's talking about, right? She's a well, hobo. Because she knows her booze. Oh, I get it. Because it's mm. like B O O S. Oh, it's like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a ghost. I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you pick out this kind of like sparkling wine that is a kind of common aperitif. Grab the bottle from the table and pour it in such a way so you make sure that you don't overfill or underfill. Uh, his glass um as you kind of grab hold of it and pour you feel that this thing has like weight to it um and kind of as you like turn it in your hand this is like really expensive sparkling wine from a like near ancient distiller not distillery but um winery that has long since gone over out of business and this wine is considered like a collector's item, such that if you were to take this with you beyond the ghost door here, it like could be worth the, several. Just the coins. wine bottle or the wine bottle plus the wine? The wine bottle plus the wine is huge. The wine bottle by itself, less so. Like if, if there's like collectors who kind of because it is very beautiful and very like well arted, of course. Um, but the wine bottle with still good wine on the inside of it, even if opened, could be worth quite a lot. Okay. 
So I'll I'll get that and pour him a little glass. Just tell me when. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like fill it up, and he's like, "You're not all bad." <laughs> just like, takes a sip. <laughs> just. Uh, Say what you, you will about the scoves, they make excellent servants. I'm just like, <laughs> just like, ooh. Yep, and then she'll just retreat with the wine in hand. Uh, All right. So you're gonna are you, you trying to secret away, sneak off with the with the wine, um, handy dandy? If she gets caught, she'll act if, like she just forgot to put it down. If that's a a thing that Snipe may see her eyeballing and attempting, he's going to start passing out um, or going by people with the tray. Mm-hmm. Hors d'oeuvres. Uh, hors d'oeuvres. Uh, Meat and or cheese to go with and your or fancy cheese. wine. I don't know what this thing is right here, but it's it looks fresh. As a yes. fellow Acherosian. It's my pleasure to give you snacks. <laughs> it's my pleasure to serve. Uh, alrighty. Um, Is this a finesse? It would either be finesse or prowl. I think finesse makes more sense here. I I'd have say more, more finesse. finesse. Alright, there we go. Risky. I will, I will give an assist. Standard? Risky standard with that extra then, die. Alright, here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, it's going to be three ones. I can feel it. Okay, good. You get one more dice. Oh, why didn't it do that? Mm-hmm. Um, slash roll d6. Two. All right, two, four, five. All righty. So you succeed, but there is a complication. Please don't, please don't do the clock tick again. It's stressing me out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do the clock tick again. No! Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll do that. Uh, that being said, you can resist a compli- the complication that you would just take potential stress. You would need to make a resistance roll uh, if would you it, wanted to. Would I fail or succeed? No matter what. You've already succeeded. Um, no, I so mean you, fail in, in resisting the complication. You can't fail in resisting the complication. You resist it no matter what. Uh, okay. What the die roll determines is just how much stress you take is that a resolve in this case you are resisting consequences as part of trying to sneak off i think that may be a prowess resistance this resolve is for mental strain or willpower uh consequences from deception it may be an insight uh either insight or prowess either one i well, I have three points in prowess, so I'm going to... Technically, you have two in both of them. I don't think it changes anything. I'm just going to do the prowess. Oh, um, no bonus die, just two. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Six. Zero stress. Ah, so we do just... not tick the mystery clock. Tick-tock goes the I'm... mystery clock. I was top of the... Grand time of her life. She's she's happy. <laughs> Stashes and it then, in her backpack. And when she's just like his. stuffing it in her backpack, like it's it's half full. You know, to a collector, it might as well be half full. So just gonna stack, stack that in. 
Meanwhile, well, Peacock is stressing out just what <laughs> Peacock's just sweating physically, just being in the same what? room. Listen, listen. I'd be more than happy to go through this whole thing without grabbing anything, but you guys said, oh, well, then we have to make it worth our while by grabbing stuff. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> We're going to Disney where you get a souvenirs. <clears throat> Justify all you want, by all means. <laughs> all right. And so I think in this moment, kind of Shep and Sniper, or not Shep and Sniper, but Snipe and Peacock are being the picture-perfect servants, kind of going past each of them with the charcuterie board in hand. Uh, what is Shep doing in this? Oh no! Don't ask I think him that. The better question is, what is D'Artagnan doing right now? Um, if if D'Artagnan was pulled from the room when you were, uh, D'Artagnan is just kind of following at your heel. If not, D'Artagnan is definitely still in the kitchen, just at the side of the cook, basically just like with mouth open as she kind of drops things into his face. I think I, like, noticed that as I'm, like, kind of going into the room. I'm, like, freaking goat. And I, like, go back to go get him. <laughs> like, grab him by, I guess. Does he have big little horns when he's a ghost? He got little horns, yeah. Like, grab his horn. I'm, like, <laughs> You do that little, like, horn grab. And you go, like, as, <laughs> as, the, uh, as he's led away. And she just, like, drops some stuff on the floor and goes, oh. <laughs> I like let him eat that one last like when <laughs> he just slurps it up. I don't. <laughs> Absolutely disappears into the maw that is D'Artagnan. Uh and then we we just go back into the room with them and and try to catch up on what's going on. Uh it seems like that is the majority of the first floor here. Um there are kind of additional rooms upstairs of course um but it seems like you've kind of made yourself known so to speak to the house you feel as you're kind of getting more and more attuned with the area things are becoming more solid the stairs kind of like solidify and you can kind of feel the presence of the house a little bit more fully i'd say a owl um and you can definitely maybe not tell the exact location of what it is that is keeping the door open, you know, is upstairs. All right. So she'll just like point at you guys, point up, and point to the stairs. All right. We'll definitely find an open spot at the table. What? <laughs> deposit said tray of Lunchables. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, I thought you were mm-hmm, going to sit mm-hmm. down at the table. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up? The head of the table's here now, bitches. And then we will make our way up the stairs. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, as you kind of make your way up the stairs, you feel it becoming, like, chiller, right? Like, you're in pretty heavy clothes. You're kind of covered head to toe. You have your glasses on. You have the X crossed out on your forehead. Uh, all the gloves and everything. And even, like, through all of those layers that protect against dusk walls, perpetual chill, uh, you can kind of, like, feel the ice in your veins, like, all the way down to your bone. Uh, Everyone take one point of stress as you make your way up the stairs. Oh, yes. Yes, this is this is the stuff. Yep, yep, yep. This seems bad. Oh, yeah, we're getting close now. 
Uh, and kind of as you may make your way up to the top of the stairs, uh, you see there is one door immediately to your left and one door immediately to, well, not like immediately down your high, but like down a small hallway um, carpeted and like littered with various antiques and like vases and everything. A door on either side of the hallway. Split the party. Mm, no. Jinkies, guys. <laughs> we should split up. No. Search for clues, guys. Um, but it doesn't really feel like either door has a kind of distinctness to it. They kind of look very similar from one side to the other. I I don't think there's any like distinguishing marks about either of them. Let's go in the Not left that of regular people can see. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So you want to kind of link into your perception of the uh, of the or, or kind of attune yourself to the house once more. One more time. All right. Let's see. Yeah, time, let's re- let's roll that risky business. Uh, risky. Mm-hmm. Standard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. One, two, three. Uh. No, I don't think I'll push myself. Not yet. I'm not in a situation where I'll need to do that. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Six, three, three. All right. So six is you do it. No complications. You kind of feel yourself kind of get deep into the feeling of the attunement to this this house. Everything it goes from like that, like ever so slight tinge of like spiritualness to the house kind of becomes a lot more solid, a lot more real uh, as you kind of make this final connection to the home itself. And you feel a deep malice and dark feeling come over you as you kind of feel the connection that's tethering this house to the ghost field come from the room to your immediate left. Um, You can almost like feel a sting of betrayal even just by um, manifesting fully into the home. As he's feeling that, like Shep had already decided he's going to the left and he's like reaching out. He hasn't quite gotten there yet. (laughs) 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 Slaps door, slaps hand right before it reaches out to the door. Okay. So it's probably not an item. It's not going to be good. And uh, whatever's causing this whole mess of a place to keep the door open, it's coming from that room, and it is not a happy feeling, whatever it is. It's not, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. Okay, but like in like real person words, what does that mean? Um, it might be a very pissed off ghost. It might be a a demon that's also equally pissed off. Um, so if it starts getting a little um angry when they see us, uh, get out your whips, and then she'll take out her lightning hook and uh, go to town. <laughs> you all got one, right? And then she's like looking around. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all Just like. Good thing we brought our ghost whisperer with us. 
Okay. Thing you um. Good. Uh, okay, and then I and then I go to I go to Peacock and I hand them a electroplasm vial. I throw that at the ghost if if it gets angry. That's 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 pretty much what you do. <laughs> okay. Like, look at D'Artagnan. I'm like, it's a good thing you brought our rifle. And I grab the rifle, the <laughs> rifle from D'Artagnan, and put electroplasm ammunition in. Now, um, I might be able to talk it down, um, but yeah, I haven't yeah, had much. Uh, I haven't had much, uh, you know, luck with talking ghosts down. Usually, no, more than anything, no, you're a really good talker. It'll be fine. Really? Snipe's gonna be behind her. Snipe's She'll gonna like be behind cock her, her head in the mask. She'll like really. <laughs> Snipe's gonna be behind her going, be don't talk to anything. <laughs> It'll be fine. He like cocks it. <laughs> Great. So I think the snipe just snidely in the background. Don't talk to anything. And another thing, um if this thing knows that we're here and it's angry at us, then maybe the other ghosts would also know we're here and be angry at us. So if we stop whatever is causing the door to be ajar, um, and I'll let, I'll let you know if it's if it's if it's good. Um, then we just gotta book it. Um, if you can grab something on your way, that's great. We already got the wine bottle. It's a very good vintage. I'm all right, going back for let's those do cookies. this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she she gets she gets all prepped up. Here we go, and then she'll. Uh, Peacock's hair growing gray as we talk about this. <laughs> it, it's 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 okay, Peacock, to have no control over your life. I'm very used to it. <laughs> um, Snipes kind so, of knelt down. He's ready to open the door because he has nothing to do with ghosts. He has no equipment for anything with ghosts. So I'm, he's gonna, I'm opening the door. I'm opening the door. I was going to open it so you could just go do your thing. I mean, if you want to be the one to open it, he will step I back mean, and let, let me just enjoy this, okay? <laughs> You're enjoying this so much. Snipes, like, reaching out to open the door. She slaps his hand away, too. <laughs> he, he's going to walk back. I don't, don't ask for anything, okay? <laughs> he's going to step back. Don't talk I to anybody. Sleep where don't I sleep where I work. Anything. I don't have an apartment. <laughs> I let you use my boat. Fine. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Go. I'm not making this whole situation about me, but this is my moment, okay? <laughs> I was just trying to open a door. Okay. All right. And make up for my people talking shit about your people. <laughs> uh, Owl, you reach out and grab hold of the door handle. As you do so, uh, either take level two harm or make a resolve resistance check. I'll make a resolve resistance check, please. All right, let's see it. Uh, one tick of stress. Um, you reach out and you kind of grab hold of the door, and you see, like, even, like, in the confines of the mask, you see all of Owl's hair stand up on end as, like, arcs of static electricity, like, shoot across the interior of her hair. And she's just like... Like it, when she holds onto the door and like goes to open it up, and it does open, and her hands like still shaking and jittering as the uh, door kind of like swings open into this absolutely trashed master bedroom 
that has been um, torn all to shreds, like the kind of flowing uh, linens that might have been like over the top of the bed have been torn down. There's like paintings that have been crashed against the wall. The dressers like tipped over and it is an absolute mess on the inside of here. Uh, as you see this kind of like ghostly form absolutely like seething in the interior of the master bedroom, um, like kind of looking at a uh, locket like device that's like flipped open and you can see like the strength that he has in his hands like bending the metal around his clenched fist as like the metal chain like kind of dangles there and he's like <sighs> and just like and this man is a mountain of a man like six and a half feet tall wide built broad shouldered he's in like find nobles clothes that are like bursting at the seams almost from like the compacted muscle like you put a gorilla in a suit almost snipe's gonna elbow peacock and say that's why i brought her <laughs> bro the vial <laughs> uh, just <laughs> <a> preemptive <laughs> yeah. let's piss him off um, <laughs> more I, do I do I get if the source of the energy is coming from the locket or from the man? I'm guessing uh -huh. the man, but she might be wrong. <laughs> Let's first see how that vial throwing works <laughs> out for y'all real quick. Uh, <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, is it the locket? Oh. <laughs> Just uh. immediately. Um, <laughs> so, Peacock. There are a couple of ways that we can do, like, a thrown object there are a couple of ways that this can go wrong <laughs> <laughs> um there's just a couple of ways you know just, just usually hunt. with like ranged attacks that's hunt um but you are attacking from a hidden position or at least like hit a position where he's not paying close attention to you so i could see prowl um, i don't have a tick in either of those so. <laughs> <laughs> uh mm. Is it possible? Why did I give it, it to you? I should have given it to possible that I run up and slap him with the vial. That's definitely a skirmish. <laughs> Just charge in there and try to break the electroplasmic vial over the back of his head, holding up like a beaker. Just gah! <laughs> yeah, that definitely sounds like that would be skirmish if you ask me. All right, we're doing that. Flavor wise, I assume we're in risky. I'm desperate. Can I definitely assist? Because I literally the have the rifle like great. I literally have the rifle um, up like ready. I would <laughs> like starts running. I'm like, oh boy. Um, I don't know how I can help him in this situation, but I would like to help. It's, it sounds like uh, Shep has a pretty good way to assist, which is <laughs> covering fire, basically. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> uh, so you can go ahead and take a stress, Shep, and uh, provide. Mr. Peacock here with an extra die. You are uh, in okay. a desperate skirmish with great effect. Peacock or Gurk. <laughs> Bam! Yeah! Two, six, 
one already. Uh, you kind of rush forward, ah, break it over the back of him. You see this electroplasmic vial like sinks into his flesh, and he screams out in pain as he kind of like just kind of like hulks out like the buttons on his vest like pop and fall to the floor as he just kind of wheels around and just elbows you with his arm like right to your ribs and you're like oh that's gonna be really bad like as contact gets made um if you have armor you can expend that but you do take level two harm just by virtue of the fact of like being in close proximity with this man uh, I mean, I have armor. I could, I have space to take armor, but I don't know if that mm-hmm. really changes anything. It does. It would reduce that level two harm down to, I'd say, level one. Um, and then you can further, like, resist with a prowess resistance to see if, like, maybe taking some stress, bring it down to zero. Okay, so... Or you can take the level one harm. So for armor, I have to use both of the boxes for it, mm-hmm. for regular armor. Mm-hmm. And then I can attempt a resist. Prowess resist, yeah. And that would have no bonus dice. But you would have one die from the skirmish. And the, the amount of stress you take is six minus the die you roll on the prowess. So okay, anywhere so from I, zero to five stress. So why would I have a one die from the skirmish? Uh, your resistance rolls is based off of the number of ticks that you have in the first row. Oh, so, okay. So in this case, if you had, like, one in finesse and one in skirmish, you would have two die for your prowess resistances. Is there a specific area for resistance? Yes, you can just click on the name prowess. Oh, okay, so it does automatically do it for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Five, you take one tick of stress, and the... R- the effect, the harm that you take is reduced to zero as you get, like, basically launched back into the wall adjacent to you as you, like, crash through a portion of the bed and you're like, oh, if I was not wearing that, like, padded armor that I was wearing right now, that would be a broken rib. Like, that would have been really bad. All right. Uh, And as you kind of, like, make that collision into the back... He shouts like liars and schemers and whores as he's just like going into an absolute tirade. Um, So you've heard of us. This is great (laughs) news. (laughs) So my reputation precedes me. We've come to speak with you about your carriage's extended warranty. (laughs) (laughs) We've been trying to reach you. So you want to uh, try to talk him down? I was after mostly joking, but sure. <laughs> after your friend just assaulted this man in his own home? <laughs> I mean, the liars and schemers. With great effect, I might add. With the great liars. effect. The liars and schemers and whores sounded accurate. Assault. Mm-hmm. I don't want to point fingers at any specific person for being a certain thing, but... <laughs> Not to shame anyone, of course. No, but I'm at all. I, I qualify for several of those. It's fine. Uh, I'm not a whore, I'm just a flimsy. <laughs> <laughs> Can um, I, uh, after he does the sway thing, can I try to figure <laughs> out if it's the guy or the locket causing the situation? Yeah. Make, oh, also get a tick of experience for making that desperate skirmish roll, Mark. 
Good job. In you go, guy. Here I thought for sure I'd have nothing to do. <laughs> That's pretty much where I am. Now you know how Owl feels when you're doing, like, sneaky stuff. <laughs> She's like, well, I guess I'm just uh, uh, the driveway. Well, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if you yeah, pigeonhole yeah. your character, that's kind of what happens. <laughs> hey, we that's love why, a pigeon. That's why you're not pigeon. It's my next <laughs> character. Stool. Stool pigeon. Always no shit. All righty. So you are wanting to attempt to see if it is the locket that he's holding or the individual himself that is keeping you here. Uh, yeah, I'd say you could potentially study, maybe attempt to attune to uh, the ghost field in his presence. This is definitely, I'd say, study can be done riskily. Um, if you attempt to attune in his presence to his presence, desperate. Definitely dangerous for for Miss Owl here. Okay, desperate and dangerous. Mm-hmm. You can do a desperate tune, or you can do a risky study. I would like to do a desperate tune because I have more in a tune than I All can right. study. We we love the risky business. And then uh, limited standard. I'd say great effect. Okay. You have your uh, your spirit mask on and everything. Great. Um, let's see. Do I take a point in stress because this is a desperate situation? I think I will. How many points? Two? One? Two points of stress to push yourself. Yeah. I've just gotten floored. Uh, I would offer my last force. <laughs> seems a little bit off kilter. Don't worry. Uh, you can I'm keep sure that one. Later. I, I still have three stress ticks that I'm not using. Yet. <laughs> I might need it in a minute. Don't you worry, guys. I'm, I got this. <laughs> I three, got this. Two, two. Oh, I'm really glad I took that one. Six. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been really <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> like, oh, I'm in a very dangerous situation. Oh. <laughs> uh, Yes, you see the um, kind of malice that is leaking off of the ghost itself uh, is the thing that is um, dangerous about the situation that you're in. But the thing that is tying the ghost door open is, in fact, the uh, the locket itself. Um so if you were to uh, able to get this out of his hands and potentially cheese it out of there and get the fuck out of here, this dodge, um, you could potentially lock the ghost door behind you. Is your understanding of the situation? Lock Fortunately it. for you, lock it. I have your real pockets in. Lock it. Lock it and run it. <laughs> it's okay. It's the locket. Run it. All right. Now's my mm -hmm. time to shine. All right. Snipe, let's hear it. Let's hear your, your play. Snipe's been standing in the hallway, mocking Owl the whole time. <laughs> Don't touch anything. Don't talk to people. He's going to flip up his shadow cloak. Yeah, pop off, king. <laughs> I, think I got this. It's fine. It's totally 100% fine. 
because this this is going to be one whole big action. He's going to flip up his shadow cloak, slide a spirit bottle across the floor near that dude, mm-hmm. use his prowl to snag the lightning hook that. Where is yes. the hook? Where is the hook currently? It's in my in hand, Owl's like hand. this, <laughs> like right, this. So she's concentrating uh, on other things. He's going to mm-hmm. run past her and try to close quarters prowl attack this guy into the bottle. Ah, all right, all right. So you're trying to to wrestle this man into the into the bottle. Yes. All righty. Now this guy is. He's a professional wrestler. Is a human gorilla. I I I will I will lump one more thing on there if you will allow me to use my special armor. I will. Which is you may expend your special armor to resist a consequence from detection or security measures, or to push yourself for a feat of athletics or stealth. Absolutely, I would say wrestling a gorilla definitely counts as a feat of athleticism. Um, so if you want to go ahead and tick your special armor there, um, it's underneath the armor uses tab. Um, so you expend the um, special, um, and you now there's a couple ways that we can go about this kind of like feat of athleticism here. Um, obviously, skirmish. Skirmish is literally one of the things that you do is brawl and wrestle as a aspect of skirmishing. Um, now, you can do it, I'd say, with reduced effect by prowling and trying to do, like, an ambush with violence, well, kind of like... That was the idea, was that he mm-hmm. put on his fine shadow cloak, assuming it would make him harder to see when he rushes in. Mm-hmm. So as part of the, uh, I'd say, using the, the fine shadow cloak and expending your, your shadow ability, I'd say we can gen it up from, like, low effect... To standard effect. Okay. Um, so standard effectiveness, definitely in a desperate position here. Uh, prowling. All right. Desperate. Now's the time for that thing you were hanging on to, Mark. <laughs> Fine. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> I can no, if you're mur- doing something that looks aggressive, <laughs> we're down. I mean, I can it looks this. like he's doing some aggressiveness. I am up for a fight. Uh, um, desperate, standard. With a bonus. So I get one from Mark, one from my armor. Mm-hmm. And all my extra crap got me a slightly boosted effect. Mm-hmm. Here we go! Three, five, three, six, one. Bitches. Let's go! Absolutely crushing it. Um, I'll go ahead and do those double ticks here. Um, you are able to basically like rush forward, uh, kind of slide behind him with the like almost becoming one with the shadows of the room as you make your way around him, and like hop on his back and begin like shoving his way like into the spirit bottle as his like essence begins to like shrink down into the sides of the bottle. You're able to get him, like, one of his legs, like, about knee-deep as he kind of reaches back and, like, grabs the, um, like, the shadow cloak that you're wearing and, like, throws you and it across the room. Um, Grab the thing! 
so you you succeed. Uh, the consequence isn't a, a fact of not succeeding here. It's a fact of just how dangerous he is, um, which is one of the things really powerful enemies can have. They can succeed on their own checks, basically, in contention with you. Um, and so Snipe, as a consequence of getting basically thrown bodily into the same like wall that Owl <laughs> or that uh, Peacock was just thrown into, uh, you can take level two harm. Or you can make, you can either like expend some armor or uh, make a prowess resistance to see about reducing that impact. Um, I have enough points to use armor. Okay. I'd say with two ticks of armor, we can get it down. I don't think you necessarily need to make a prowess roll here, um, especially if like uh, Peacock's willing to help soften the blow a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the fiction, just kind of like jump in front of the way the two of you kind of collide and are able to soften the landing a little bit and bring that down yeah. to zero harm. All right, Shep. Can I, I just dome this guy? Absolutely. Okay. You have electro electroplasmic ammunition. Um, you can uh, shoot him in the head with your rifle or like shoot him in the body uh, with your rifle with great effect. Okay. Uh, you are still in a desperate position since this man is very, very dangerous. Uh, desperate. Yeah, but I'm further from him than they are, so... <laughs> yes, that's the saving grace here. Uh, so that is definitely a hunt roll. All right, let's go. Uh, Got and this, buddies! D'Artagnan, as your um, animal companion here, uh, can actually be playing zone defense and either help you... Um, with the size of the effect, or give you a bonus die. Size of the effect. All right. So instead of great, it's like great plus, basically, for a success. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> instead of being great, it's like super great. It's like super great. <laughs> As uh, like D'Artagnan, like in his ghost form, like zooms past them and just kind of like takes a bite out of the large ghost man's arm and begins like pushing him forward. Just bites his pinky toe. <laughs> Just <laughs> okay. Um, can I like take some stress to push yourself? Push. Myself? Absolutely, you may, sir. You can take two ticks a... of stress to give yourself an extra die. So I'll do that. So let me do that first. Mm -hmm. Tick, tick, hunt. Mm -hmm. Desperate. Mm -hmm. Extreme. Yes. Yeah, because you also have the, like, super fine rifle, too. Mm -hmm. He's a fine uh, long rifle, a double fine long rifle, and the electroplasmic ammunition. So how many bonus dice? One. One? Okay. Mm -hmm. I have no way to assist you with this. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> Five, nice. three, six. Yes. Um, yes. You kind of pull out the long rifle and just kind of, like, level it and... Fire it in the midst of this ghostly area. You see, I'm actually going to tick Spirit Wardens Investigate one more time for using the electroplasmic ammunition there. That's too big. <laughs> Wait, Spirit Wardens what? Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you see the long rifle kind of level up and the trigger pulls. And as the bullet kind of comes out, you see it kind of like hit him dead center of the chest and like electroplasmic energy radiates out of his back 
as you see, he is severely weakened by the strength of the blast. His like armor kind of like tears away, and uh, you can tell that this individual is on death's door. Uh, has everyone oh, acted? Body <laughs> oh, shot, baby, in the sternum. Um, has everyone acted at least once in the combat so far? Yes. Uh, I believe I did the thing with the locket, and then yeah. Well, you yeah, you started it. Yeah. All right. And then she was like, "It's the locket. It's the locket." <laughs> and then we all did things. Okay. Uh, he is uh, nearly dead in this moment. He is going to kind of like clench the locket in his hand with like even greater abandon to the point where you like see where it's like cutting into portions of his ghostly flesh and begins to like leak ectoplasmic energy like onto the ground as there's like just gaping chest wound in the middle of his sternum from the bullet that uh, Shep uh, active or not active, but the rot upon him basically. Um, and he is going to kind of like hold out a hand back in the direction of Shep, and you're going to see electricity like build up in his hand, and he points it at him, and you just see bolts of lightning just arc into no <laughs> into <laughs> Shep's direction. Um, that is level three harm that he is acting upon you. Um, now, you can attempt to resist this using resolve, uh, since this is about uh, resisting the effects of the like ghostly attack upon your form. Um, and you can also expend armor in an attempt to reduce it further. Just sacrifice D'Artagnan. Hold him in place. Mm-hmm. Just goat like him up. We might summon a devil if we do that. He'll <laughs> turn to a devil goat instead. So terrifying. Um. Okay. Well, I'll do both. Um. All right. So expend so. two ticks of the uh, inventory for the armor. Tick tick. Okay. And I'm gonna go ahead and tick the armor uses armor button. And let us see that resolve uh, resistance. If you roll a one, Shep gets the first trauma of the campaign. Here All we right, go. click cool. that resolve button. So, my the resolve button itself. Mhm. And then bonus dice, none. None. What? None. Come on, buddy, you got this. <clears throat> Answer is anything but a one. No! Oh, no! no I stressed <laughs> All right. Um, oh, wait, I clicked the wrong button. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I did actually that have that on my max, screen to go. <laughs> that maxes out his stress. He traumas out. He takes the first tick of trauma in the game, but. By virtue of the fact of expending his armor and making that resolve resistance, uh, he does not take harm. Instead, what we see is he kind of holds out his hand and the electricity like cackles across his body as it like makes dead set impacts kind of like very similar to the sternum of uh, whenever it struck at uh, him. And he gets launched like over the balustrade and like rolls 
through the ballroom and just kind of like collapses onto the floor like next to the ghost door and d'artagnan just like grabs him by the scruff of his shirt and pulls him back oh, i'm just, back buddy and his chef is just like oh! <laughs> it's like all of the breath knocked out of him as you kind of like witness this unholy ghostly might rot upon you all right get the walking owl who has an who has an action they'd like to take? I have one, but it's oh, wait. also <laughs> stupid. It can I can suggest what group action? Group action? Yeah, if y'all want to do an action of. I three. have the lightning hook. If you guys want to like help me control him into the bottle, like everyone grabs the hook and tries to overpower him. Yeah, that I sounds fun. Up snipe and carry him towards. um uh so this is definitely a a wrestling situation wherein you don't you no longer have the element of surprise so i think prowl is kind of out here yeah it's probably going to be a skirmish and i'm bad at that it sounds like you'll want to do either like a group actions i think it's a group action skirmish um and i don't think any of you are particularly good at skirmish i think peacock might be Oh, Peacock is. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to lead a three-person group action in the realm of skirmish here, uh, all of them are, are desperate roles, but y'all take the best die, basically. Yeah. Ghost pile. It's mm-hmm. much like a dog pile, but for ghosts. Mm-hmm. Am I leading this, or are you leading this? I can't. I can. I can. I have distress, even if you guys fuck up. I <laughs> uh, I think Owl may... That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> Shep literally needed to roll anything but a one to not trauma out, and he rolled a one. I mean, here's the thing. You got his attention. You did it. You God nailed it. Domed him. You know, I thought I got his attention when I bitch slapped him with a vile <laughs> ectoplasm. Not so much. <laughs> Shep was like, oh, you brought a vial to a gunfight? Boom, right in the middle of his chest. Uh, so go ahead, I'd say make those desperate finesse rolls. Um, Peacock is leading, so let's have Peacock roll first. Or... All right, so I have two spots left on my stress. I can push myself, max out my stress. Mm-hmm. If you push yourself and max out your stress, if either of them roll a one, two, or three on their die, they oh, will thought, trauma you out. Oh, I thought I was if, if you're leading. If Snipe's leading, then that's not the case. Oh, no, I thought Snipe said that he was leading it. Yeah, I okay. Just, In I that case, Snipe, let's have you roll first. We don't want them to roll first? We want <sighs> Snipe to roll first. We want him to roll his skirmish check. You're in a desperate position. Um, you have zero in skirmish, so that's roll 2d6, pick the lowest. You can, of course, push yourself to give yourself an extra die. I don't have or... the stress if one of them screws up. That's the problem. Yeah. Actually, if you push yourself, you would have exactly stress if only one of them screwed up. Standard effect? You have your teammates assisting you. You have them outclassed as far as... Uh, sheer numbers but he has you outclassed in terms tier but you do have the fine lightning hook that you're using i would say 
desperate standard would make sense. No bonus dice. Go! Okay. Group action anyway, so... We'll transition over to Owl as her part of the group action. Uh, As her part of helping to wrangle this ghost into the bottle, would you like to make your skirmish roll with desperate position and standard Could I command him to go into the fucking bottle? No. Because it's a group action skirmish. Okay, um, I have <laughs> nothing yourself, in skirmish, though. so... But you can take two stress to push yourself to give yourself that one extra die. Oh god, then I'll just be one away. Uh. <laughs> I think you'll all be one away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, alright, here we go, here we go, here we go. Desperate. Mm-hmm. Great effect. Standard. Oh. Five. Nice. So Snipe does not take any stress as part of Owl's attempt. And Peacock, you All have right. two skirmish die. Please don't fail. <laughs> so Peacock's going to go ahead, even though it, it, this is this is do or die. So he's going to go ahead and push himself and max out his stress. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Crit, crit, crit. <laughs> Five, four, three. We're not taking, you know. I didn't take stress, and a five is pretty good. Mm -hmm. No stress, five, four, or three in a desperate position. Uh, Take your ticks and your prowess. Everyone get those prowess experience point ticks. Uh, You do it. But there's a consequence. You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs. You have reduced effect. Uh, I know exactly what that serious complication is, and that is me filling out the circle. Oh no! <laughs> um, the mystery circle. <laughs> Not the mystery circle. The circle um, of death. Snipe didn't take any. <laughs> All right, you are able to wrangle this ghost into the spirit bottle, fighting at every step of the way as it, like, lashes and tears out at you and attempts to kind of, like, basically take you down with it, but you're able to kind of very, very carefully and gingerly shove him into this bottle. And as he kind of, like, as his head kind of falls into the kind of lip of the spirit bottle and you clap the top on, the little uh, locket just kind of dangles off to the side. Uh, and you see um, the locket that this individual was holding. Uh, and it is a picture of the young duchess that was kind of like downstairs. A small child and a man. Um, but the man's visage does not match that of the kind of man that y'all were just fighting here. Um, Instead, it matches rather one-to-one with Lord Skurlock. Oh, shit. Um, And you see inscribed onto the kind of plate of the locket um, No matter what the others may say, I know you and he are mine. Wait, so the dude in the picture in the locket is Lord Skurlock? Is Lord Skurlock. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
so some kind of well, like this must juicy be granddad. Impl- it looks just like him. <laughs> so some so the juicy implication is that uh, it, it, I they're probably like yours sincerely. S right S period and of course his face is on it so it's like it's not like he's hiding anything. Um, the implication of the locket seems to be that this man's wife had an affair with Lord Skurlock and had a son yeah, with him, <laughs> had a son with Lord Skurlock. At least that's Lord Skurlock's opinion is that the son is theirs. Um, and made a cuckold of him of sorts. <laughs> Not even of sorts. It's literally dictionary definition, I think, of it. Um, now we know the Skurlock fucks. Now we know Skurlock definitionally oh, fucks. <laughs> um, and so the kind of locket is in hand. You kind of feel the the malice that was this lord of ages past kind of dissipate from the manor as you pick up the locket and kind of feel is he in the, the bottle mm-hmm. oh you kind grab of feel the, yeah i was uh, gonna grab the bottle on the way up but if you got it yeah. it's fine feel the kind of weight of the locket in your hand i'll show you two favors <laughs> <laughs> um as you kind of step out of the room and begin making oh, wait, your way mm-hmm Quick look around the room. Anything valuable? Trashed. Obliterated. Uh, the shiny. greatest thing of value is going to be the shiny locket that you have in your hand. Uh, in addition to... in the closet? <laughs> in addition to the ghost bottle that you have, you could potentially sell this for huge money. Huge money. Okay. This we'll is an sure. ancient, ancient ghost. Like, okay, then if Owl doesn't grab the bottle... Snipe will. She's gonna... she's grabbing both of them. She's like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Because he, oh he's my good. God. He, oh my god! Oh my god! He still has your lightning hook, and he's probably limping out the door. And say, like, we should go. Where's Shep? <laughs> Shep? Shep and D'Artagnan both out of there, just kind of like pulled through the the ghost door on the other I, side. I assume we saw him get like shot out of the doorway. You saw him get get blasted and dragged off. You felt it. <laughs> <laughs> you felt the static electricity in the air. Everyone's hair is on end now. Uh, go, 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 go. That's what you're <laughs> just, just running out. You kind of step out of the room and begin making your quick descent uh, in the direction of the door from whence you came. And you kind of notice that the uh, mansion is now in its kind of state of disrepair. The table and all of the finery have kind of like melted away into the sides of the room, and you feel this like presence there in the ballroom as this kind of like sinewy, almost like snake like individual uh, falls from the ceiling and kind of lands in the doorway in front of you. Um, it's it's almost like part snake, part person, and kind of wreathed in earth and you can kind of see where there's almost like magma billowing up underneath the kind of rocky scales of this thing's body by virtue of being in the vicinity of a demonic force oh no oh no get my you all take one point of stress by default 
if I if I have max stress, does that mean it resets or max after the one? Max does not trigger trauma. Max plus one triggers trauma. Okay, I'm not traumatized yet, but I'm I'm maxed out. <laughs> I am not. I, <laughs> I think that's just enough to put Peacock over the edge, isn't it? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Peacock's Peacock runs downstairs with the rest of you, and literally, it's almost like his heart stops beating. Uh, it's just like as you're like in the presence of this malevolent entity, uh, and it kind of like opens its mouth, and you see like this maw stretch out a little bit further than it probably should, as it kind of like brings its hands up and like a twisted smile appears over its face, and it just kind of like. Snipe's gonna try and charm in front of me. Grab Peacock and run him towards the door. Uh, You kind of rush past it and you kind of like see its eyes follow you, but it doesn't like move to stop you, right? Uh, It just kind of smiles at you as you run past, and you're kind of like holding up the demon bane charm, and as you do so, that like serpentine grin like can like just kind of grows wider on its face and it does the little like finger bye-bye like without saying anything without doing anything uh you kind of like see it's near like charcoal like eyes just kind of bid you adieu and you slam the door closed behind you as you i'm like sidestepping it you know, doing this, like... <laughs> I think we just made a new friend, guys. The second she closes it, like... And then she just blinks. Like, takes off her mask. Oh my god, that was so cool! <laughs> we have very oh different definitions of cool. 